Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we're going to be talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's right, guys. we got lots of feedback we haven't gotten to yet. We had so much going on, so many trailers. We were supposed to do this last week, and we couldn't get to it. We're back. Let's talk about all your feedback. All that right for this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, happy nah. memor- is it Memorial Day? Is that what today yeah, is? Yes, it's, it's Memorial Day. <laughs> is it? It's kind of technically our darkest holiday. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I feel bad, mm-hmm. but all of the Monday holidays, like just the, the pantheon of Monday holidays, I know you've had a similar experience. They just mean nothing to me, like from a work perspective, because I, yeah. I work weekends, I do music, like it just doesn't uh, affect me. So like, I don't, I don't ever know they're coming. And then I start getting all these invites to barbecues and I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? Why is everyone yeah. not working today? Yeah. Why didn't my trash get picked up this morning? God damn it. Because <laughs> I'm off on Monday. So yeah, it doesn't really mean I never remember. For me, it's actually more of an annoyance because that means more people are around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. We don't uh, leave the house. <laughs> you just made me realize that I stayed up crazy late last night. And then at, at two in the morning, I was like, oh, crap, I haven't taken the trash out. And I bagged it all up. I took all these bags to the curb, rolled like six bags and the trash can and all that. And now it's not going to get picked up till Thursday. Oh, yours is Monday, too? <laughs> yeah. Yep. You just made me realize that I, I did a dumb thing at 2 a.m. <laughs> It's going to bake for five days now. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I was already, it was already no. outside. Now it's just going to be someone else's baking problem because it's being baked near the... Every car is going to pass by instead of it being near my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's happening outside. And somebody moved out from upstairs. So there's like two mattresses in the driveway. I'm like, God damn it. But we're only once a week. So it really starts to... Ugh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Um, okay, well... What we're here to do is talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Mom, as we like to call it. Um, so, <laughs> you want to just dive in? You want to talk about some of this I feedback? I do. Um, I'm going to throw out, I have a, a quick shout out for uh, Nathan Strutz for sending me some eye candy pictures from the Thor Love and Thunder trailer <laughs> and from Ragnarok and the feedback email. So, thanks, boy. And yeah, send me pictures all the time, people. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I liked that email a lot. It, it, it had like a picture of... <laughs> Hulk's ass Hulk's from ass. Ragnarok and Thor's ass uh, blurred out from. Well, yeah, because everyone's like, "Do you think it's gonna be blurred out?" I'm like, "No, girl. Did you see the Hulk's ass in Ragnarok? That's just for the YouTube." <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. How's, I mean, I like, doubt it. I don't think it'll be blur- blurred. Seems like a weird choice because you don't blur things in a theater generally. I think Chris Hemsworth is very proud of what his body and what he's done with himself. So I can yeah. imagine. That he wants to show everybody. I just think it's very funny. We're getting so much, so many ass shots in uh, all of the Taika Waititi movies. I'm not. Did you watch his pirate, his pirate uh, TV show on stars? Only the first episode, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, it gets a little uh, interesting towards the end. I okay. loved it so much, <laughs> but I'm not surprised. <laughs> awesome. I will have to watch it. Uh, not for that reason necessarily, but I will have to check it out. <laughs> Not that I need more man ass in my life. But. I don't know if the, the, there's just a twist in the show that I wasn't expecting. And then when it happened, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Cool. He's he's the best. <laughs> yeah. Taika's great. But we're here to talk about the other best director. Yes. Mr. <laughs> Sam Raimi. Mr. Which, Sam Raimi. Um, I, I feel like I haven't looked at the, I haven't pre-read hardly any of these, but I feel like we got, we got a lot of negative feedback. Or do we have some negative stuff in here? 
today yeah. more so because yeah. i feel like the patrons we did our first episode on mom and it was like all patrons and every patron was glowingly positive so that's I'm, why i love them <laughs> they also uh help us eat but like yes. the, the 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 glowingly positive about the movie and I'm interested to get into talking about some of the like some of the negatives. There were definitely negatives people felt about this movie. So um, I'm gonna okay. do my best. <clears throat> Let's see here. Let's dive right in. Thomas McNeil, one of our patrons, says Doctor Strange two feedback. Although I really enjoyed the movie and it, it was great seeing it in a theater, I am having a hard time with Wanda's transition from WandaVision to Scarlet Witch. Yes, WandaVision ends with Wanda and the Darkhold, but Wanda seems to be in a, at least an okay place. The show should have ended with Wanda starting more of the transition into the Scarlet Witch. I am a little nervous going forward about the transitions from Disney Plus shows to the movies. Hope I am wrong. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry, Thomas. I have to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she was not... Oh, I've heard a lot of people being like, she was in such a good place. What good place was she in? She just had to let go of vision, let go of her children, flee the town, go right. on her own. And at the end, it showed that she was already starting to separate herself from Wanda and had the Scarlet Witch using the Darkhold, being sucked in and being drawn in more. That's why they showed us, I feel like, that scene. Yeah. COVID stuff, I hate to keep bringing that up, but other stuff was supposed to happen that they didn't get to film at the end of that because of COVID. But I thought, I don't think that they showed us her in a good place. It was just her coming back to a reality that is absolutely horrible for her. And I, she's alone. I agree with you. She's not in a good place. Like, that is totally true. But here's the thing that I do think this criticism hits on that I think is very fair. I think that WandaVision is basically the same plot as this movie. For her, for her character, Wanda mm -hmm. tr tries to create this family. She creates this family, wants to hold on to them, and she is harming an entire town to do so. And then at the end, when she's told she's doing that, she decides, oh, I don't want to be that monster and is mm -hmm. convinced by Vision and her children and everyone else that, like, this is not the right thing to do. And Monica. And then she decides she doesn't want to hurt people to hold mm. on to her family. Like, that's the, that's the end of the story. She does right in the middle, flat out tell us maybe I'm already the villain. And then there's the whole scene where she comes out and we pretty much see Wanda being Wanda being like, get out of here. You can't stop me. I'll kill all of you. In fact, I'm just going to make my bubble bigger. Sure, sure, sure. So but, there were, I don't know. I feel like we did see parts of. But it's, I totally agree. I mean, there's, there's definitely <clears throat> moments where she like goes big. And clearly the whole thing is her doing this big villainous thing of enslaving mm -hmm. this town. But the end result is her deciding this isn't right. And it's it, mm -hmm. it, through, I think vision helps her realize that. And like, maybe it's that. Uh, you know, without without the anchor of her family, she doesn't have a reason to try to be as uh right. as good. I I don't know. I just do feel like there is a parallel between these two properties where it feels like Wanda does the same arc, which is not a problem. People do that in life. People go fall into the same thing over and over. Mm -hmm. People go into addictions over and over. People go in, you know, they think they're out of something and they fall back into it. Relationships, whatever. This happens. But like, it is, I see where people are going that they look at this story and they go, hey, didn't Wanda just decide she didn't want to hurt people so she's like getting rid of the town to not have her family? And now, she, I guess you could, you could say that she's like, well, I don't want to hurt a whole town, but maybe I'll kill this one girl. 
<laughs> well, we're leaving out. You're leaving completely out the dark hold. You're leaving out that she sure. did all of that without the dark hold. Agatha flat out was like, "Do not do this because mm-hmm. it is going to be terrible for you. This is going to bring about the end of the world. Don't do it." She gave her the warnings. We saw the warnings in the book, and now we have a Wanda with the dark hold. Yeah. So leaving the dark hold out. That would I would I would kind of agree like oh yeah that that doesn't make sense but you have to you're not thinking about like the power of Jethon the, mm-hmm. the pretty much the it's a possession sure I totally agree with you yeah I think that that's there but I I see why that's not satisfying character wise for some people where you go guess, where yeah. you go like it's because it, I mean it's it's always the possession the possession thing we've talked about it ever since Hawkeye in Avengers one like is not that satisfying it's like he didn't take a turn to be a villain he's just he's enslaved to be a villain and like this story didn't seem to want to make us feel that way and while watching the movie I didn't feel like she was being enslaved I know that she was partially being darkened by the dark hold but like her conversations and honestly like her conversation makes sense when she's like i broke the rules you break the rules and you're the hero i break the rules and i'm the villain it's not fair like all that stuff makes sense to me so like i almost wish the dark hold hadn't been there and they could have told this from a completely like this is just her making this decision to do this and then maybe there could have been a throwaway line about like you decided not to you you gave up westview for this reason and she's like i was wrong like I, mm-hmm. I, I went into this. It was too painful to be without them. I can't be without them. Like some, some, some line, throwaway line would have helped me. Maybe if she didn't hear the kids screaming for her help at the end of WandaVision mm. when she's in the dark hole, that is a completely different reason to start doing this. Because your kids, you thought they're they're just gone, but now you're hearing them and they're screaming for your help. Mom, save us. Mom, help me. That's true. That's a different That's motivation. True. Not a mother, but I would assume. That's true. Because no, I've talked to a lot of mothers that are like, I would tear the entire world down to save my children. And I'm like, yeah. oh, sh- okay. Absolutely. And I think that's totally fair and reasonable. Yeah. Uh, or or as unreasonable as love is, you know. But like, yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I guess uh, I think that's, I think it's a great point. It's just that when you get into the world, when you get into the multiverse and you see all your children and they don't look like they're in danger. So mm-hmm. are we, are we supposed to mean that that, that dark hold in the end of WandaVision was lying to her? Was yes. It- that I feel okay. like that was Shathan. Right. I feel like that was the whole thing because he was guiding her to that temple so that she could probably, who knows if she opened whatever portal or whatever things were there. I don't know. They didn't really explain what that. What Shathan's plan was. Yeah. Or I, uh, what, what is it called? Uh, the, the temple mount wonder wonder yeah um, all i could think of was wonder bread and i'm like it's not wonder bread it's not wonder bread it's wonder core <laughs> i knew i was wonder close bread. but i couldn't squeeze it out <laughs> <laughs> no I, th- I think that conversation is super interesting and i think if you're not thinking about the dark hold and you're not thinking about the the hold that it has on her i think they, they just there's something there that they did not express well i think and I think part of it is they didn't want to make it just another possession storyline. They wanted to make yeah. it. They kind of wanted to have their cake and eat it too. They want it to be Wanda's decisions fully and not to mm-hmm. have her. They want her to have agency in this movie, but they also want to let her be the girl who made the right decision here and then suddenly making the wrong decision again. And I, I'm okay with that. It's okay mm-hmm. when people go up and down, but I feel like they didn't really express that in the movie. So I see why people are a little mm-hmm. frustrated with that characterization. Yeah. But I love it. I, lo- I love talking about it. Like the, the idea that she, the, the dark hold was lying to her, telling her, her mm-hmm. kids are in danger. And then she goes out to seek them, but then she finds out they're not in danger. And then she's just, 
Well, imagine seeing them again, what that would do. Exactly. Then you know you have the power to go get them. And mm-hmm. then, it, then it becomes just selfish. You can make sure that they're always healthy because you can go get a cure from any universe. It was just, there was a lot. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. We're yeah. busy, Jeff. Dude, I right? can hear you. Yeah, my, like, <laughs> my phone started dinging and I was like, oh, man, I got to turn that off. And it was just Jeff texting us over and over. <laughs> it's, coming, it's coming on both sides of the podcast. <laughs> Jeff could not make it today. He had Memorial Day plans. Um but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, I, I see why people are frustrated, but I get it. Uh, and I think, yeah. I think you're right. I think all the story is there, but I don't think they drew those lines very starkly, I guess. I guess it depends on how, yeah, how you see. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah. going to see it like uh, differently and I'm trying my best to be. Yeah. Understanding. I know. You were very defensive <laughs> of this movie. Um, you know, as we've all said, this movie is not for everyone. And I think people Mm-mm. that have different opinions about it are totally valid. Yeah. It was the way we got screamed at. Like, everybody's going to have their favorite MCU movie that people are going to be like, do not, you, there's nothing you could say wrong about it. Right. I feel this way very strongly about uh, Winter Soldier, too. I think that sure. movie's perfect. You know, yeah. there's a lot. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's interesting. You know, we, we talk about it. I feel like Fox talks about this a good bit. Uh, we were talking about toxic fandom and stuff. And like, what point are you telling someone else they're wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> for not liking a thing? And at what point are you just expressing your opinion? And there's not really mm-hmm. hard lines because there's mm-hmm. the whole like, why are you yucking my yum? You know what I mean? Like, I'm enjoying this yeah. so much. Why are you telling me all the reasons it's bad? But then again, yeah. that person's just expressing their opinion about why they didn't like it, you know? And I think mm-hmm. sometimes that crosses a line. And I think the line you cross is where you're telling people they're wrong. You are just mm-hmm. wrong for the way you feel about the thing. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I see it this way because this is, you know, just how I, I can see exactly what he laid down. Like me and Ken just had a, had a, like a two hour fight about American Werewolf in London last night. And it's <laughs> the stuff like this. You know, I would like we had to turn Stranger Things off so that we could continue our argument. And then like and that is it's normal. You know, it's just a normal thing because he's like, you're you just like this movie because it's an old you love all old horror movies and they can never be wrong. And they're always perfect. And they're not. And I'm like, shut up. You don't see what they're trying to do here. And you don't know what they're talking about. And he's like, we should just do a podcast of us yelling. And I always told him if he wanted to do that, we could. But he doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> It's totally normal for a couple to have a two hour d- knockdown drag out fight <laughs> about a 40 year old movie. This is completely normal. Ashley, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so this is my life. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. All right. Up next, we got Tim Brown says, dang it. it. It won't let me post screenshots. Anyway, I predicted Wanda would waste all the Illuminati. Uh, I told, oh, he, he, this is his, I guess, previous email. Uh, I yeah. told to some friends and in other places, uh, but I repeat it here and I'll make a bet now that Wanda kills the hell out of the Illuminati. Uh, one way to show how bad she is turning to the dark hold is to have her kill a crap load of heroes. And if there are heroes from alt realities, you can demonstrate the threat while not killing your main heroes. Tim Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember this email and we talked a lot about it because and it is, I was like, I'm totally here for that. I yep. would love if that happened. And I did love it just yeah. as much as I thought I would. <laughs> it not only shows how dark she is, too. It shows her power levels. If mm-hmm. she can go and waste the Illuminati, a team that is like so powerful, we haven't even had them in the MCU, you know? 
Right. Yeah. So cool. Good good job, Tim. I love the nods to her powers from her mutant powers from the comic books with her being able to alter reality. Mm-hmm. Like they really just kind of threw that in there and I'm like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> oh, good point. You know, you know what mm-hmm. I did not realize. I, I I definitely understood she had reality magic and that she's warping reality, but I just realized how similar her reality warping of the fan uh Mr. Fantastic, when she turns him into ribbons or whatever, is so similar to what the power uh, stone. what the reality stone does mm-hmm. in uh, at the collector's collection in uh, yeah nowhere. nowhere yeah what, what, who did he do that to Mantis um he does forget that Mantis there's a few gets of them. ribboned and Drax yes. gets caught in a like little chunks. dices or something gross yeah, yeah it's really gross <laughs> <laughs> then those dices actually remind me a lot of the dices that Doctor Strange and America go through in one of those realities where they oh, turn into yeah. little dices. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point, uh, Ashley. I like that. Thanks. Um, that, that's the totally reality magic, <laughs> reality stone. Da, da, da. It's great. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I love it. Toya Johnson uh, says, hello, MCU cast. I found you during Loki because I started going back to work when the show came out. Uh, I'm an events manager, so I had to commute to the office. Uh, No work for home for me. I drive into Washington, D.C. every day, and it is a trek. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I bet that's going to be the worst traffic probably in the universe. I hate driving in D.C. because you get stuck in that circle thing in the middle, and then you can't get out. And I'm like, this is where I die. I almost died in (laughs) Philly for the same reason. It's probably a much smaller circle thing. Yeah, but ours is pretty bad, too. Back to Toya's feedback. You make it a bit more enjoyable, and I love seeing the notification from Spotify of a new episode. It makes my day. Uh, I just had a thought about DS Mom and how it relates to Wanda and Agatha. Since Wanda is gone, does the spell on Agatha go away? Ooh, I love this. Ooh. I, I moved this to the top. I was like, I love this so much. That's great. <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, does this mean she has her powers back or is she depowered? Uh, will she meet up with Val and get recruited to the Secret Society of Villains? Uh, her show could be a flashback and a present day story. Uh, thank you for all that you do and for the knowledge that you bring along with humor and joy for something we all love. Love you, 2,999, Toya. I love it. Toya, great question. Oh, I love that. That is perfect. We've talked about the Mm -hmm. Agatha show. What's it going to be? How's she going to get out? Is it going to be her stuck in that uh, personality breaking out? This is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. Yeah. The first episode could be a flashback episode with her still trapped in in that body like we have kind of spoken about. Hiya, hon. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I would love to see that again. And And then then just being like. Suddenly she's free. And you, you, she doesn't understand why, and then she has to like find out that uh, uh, Scarlet Witch is dead. Ooh. Well, I have questions about her too because it was obvious that she was using the Darkhold, but did she just know? I oh no, wait, we fit. It's because she didn't dream walk. She didn't get really affected. We don't really I know. Guess. She also might have been affected to some smaller degree. We just don't. We don't really know why Agatha wasn't. Full. I mean, Agatha maybe was full on evil. Maybe she was fully mm-hmm. serving just Chathon, being you know? evil. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool with me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And that maybe w- even way back when she destroyed her coven or whatever. And also, mm-hmm. if the Darkhold seems the Darkhold has goals for what it wants you to do. So let's say Chathon is controlling. Uh, 
both of them to do what they want them to do. It could be that Agatha, her whole thing was she was supposed to hold on to the dark hold until it was time to pass it on to the Scarlet Witch. You know yeah, what I mean? So which like, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it's been like 200 years or what is it? 400 years. I forget how, when, when the witch trials were. Um, 1600. 16, yeah, yeah. 16. So like four, it, maybe it's been 400 years and she's been sitting there with the book like and it's just been telling her to hold on to it, you know, yeah. and to, to kind of seek power. That's her whole thing. Maybe she pissed him off by trying to take the power for herself, which she definitely did at the end, trying to steal the Scarlet Witch power from Wanda. Yeah, that's possible. And maybe he's that's why he's also let her stay there abandoned. Yeah, I would love man. How cool would it be to get a real sense of like who was Agatha before she became Darkhold Agatha? Like mm-hmm. we just we just got done with this whole conversation about the characterization of uh, the Scarlet Witch and 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 how that all worked. What if we got insight to it because of what it did to Agatha, and now she's trying to discover who she was prior to? Yeah. What if she's not that bad? You know what I mean? Like I always yeah. thought she wasn't that bad. No, she wasn't terrible. She's the hero of that story. <laughs> kind of, yeah. She did kill Sparky though. That's true. It's hard for me. Yeah. But it's a made up dog. When you, when you say it so adorably after it's hard for me to hate you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very good. Yeah. For, you know, I, uh, yeah, obviously I, I hate when dogs are injured in media. Period. It's upsetting. Mm -hmm. Uh, but but her just cackling and saying i killed sparky too like uh, i know you're like oh man i love best. you so much <laughs> i can look past this <laughs> yep. i just watched the meet the millers i think i mentioned it actually on a previous cast for whatever reason um and, and she's the mom in the other in the other camper i don't know if you remember that movie meet the yeah millers. is but that she, the one with jason sudeikis and yeah, stuff? yeah 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 oh yeah. my god it's i love that can i <laughs> yeah, that's Catherine Hahn. I was just like, oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. That's why I call the guy um, tarantula tarantula balls. What's his name? Will Will Coulter, who's going to be uh, yeah, who's oh. going to be oh, he right, gets right, bit right. in the he gets bit in the nuts by that tarantula. Yes, he does. So he's just always in this house. He's tarantula nuts, and I'm like, damn, he's going to be Adam Warlock. <laughs> it's funny you say that's why I call him tarantula balls because I don't think I've ever heard you say that. So it was just like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that guy that much. We will though. <laughs> we definitely will. Uh, we definitely will. Okay, up next we got Harry Edwards on Gmail says I loved Doctor Strange. I thought this movie did a really good job at tackling the multiverse and introducing new and different versions of characters. And I also liked how fast-paced the film was. My only two negatives with the film was that the weird music fight scene and the first post-credit scene. Uh, I thought the post-credit scene completely glossed over the cliffhanger with Strange in pain uh, from using the Darkhold and gaining a third eye. To him, suddenly being fine, uh, just thought it was a waste of a good cliffhanger. Well, the, the eye is kind of a level up. That's not really a negative thing. Yeah. So in the comics, it's like, well, we'll find out more right. about it, but it's more of a power level up instead of like I think something that's true. gross. And then there's also an evil dead reference when the eye is in Ash's hand. Like there's, there's eyes yeah. all over. Yeah. It also, I think... And I may be wrong. I don't. I don't. Haven't read much of the Doctor Strange. And I know he has the third eye in the comic books at times. I wonder if it's also a power level. It's the dark side. Mm-hmm. It's it's dabbling in the dark side, which we know that there's a big issue with that in with the the ancient one in the first Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And and even though uh, it, it 
was effective. She was able to stay alive for thousands of years and do what she needed to do. She was drawing power from the dark side, <laughs> the dark yeah. dimension, but we'll, we'll call it the dark side since I've been that's watching fine. Obi-Wan, which is freaking great, by the way. Well, that's why you can get into the whole grayness of like, why can't I use both? Right. Well, and that's and that's the whole Anakin thing in, in Star mm-hmm. Wars is like, I need to do this thing and I need this power to do it. But the only place that's offering me that power is the dark side. And so, mm-hmm. like, maybe that's sort of, it's reminding me of that. I may be pushing yeah. that uh, analogy too far. But Doctor Strange had dabbled with the dark hold, and now he has this third eye that he apparently seems proud of in the second post-credits. I do agree mm-hmm. with um, Harry that, like, it is a kind of a leap. Like, it seems like a crazy bad thing in that moment when he gets it and then it mm-hmm. jumps to the like we haven't seen anything else it's just the next post credit sequence he's mm-hmm. just like let's yeah. go I'm third eye guy let's do this thing <laughs> well I also noticed his complete his outfits completely changed so it's very obvious that time had passed oh for sure for sure yeah I'm fine with it it does it does feel like it was a cliffhanger that we're gonna have to deal with but you know the more and more I see Marvel movies the more and more I'm realizing like how rare it is they pick up the exact thread from the last movie right you know what i mean this to me looks like they're taking dr strange off the board for whatever's coming next because having him around would probably solve too many of the problems coming up in the next couple movies so i saw that as them kind of taking this op character off the board and having him go with clea to the dark dimension so that we're not like well where was dr strange during a b c or d for what's coming next that's an interesting perspective I I would see it as more like him getting involved because like clearly Clea is bringing him into something that maybe relates to the multiverse falling apart. Yeah. Maybe somehow relates I to the dark dimension. I think that's dimension. the next movie. Right. But I also think it's a smart way to to get him out of here so out that we universe. don't have such an easy fix or a not easy fix if you look at sure. Spider Man to what's happening. Sure, <laughs> uh, they've never really had to make that so clear though like normally we're just like because we we exist in this universe where like there's tons of superheroes and all the time they're always off on their own adventures when some mm-hmm. big threat is happening to spider-man uh you know captain america can't always show up or whatever we, we've talked about this a million times but uh yeah that idea but uh, yeah I, I guess that is true we know for sure he's on an adventure that lets wong kind of get more involved yeah and be in more of the shows which I'm, it's exciting totally and we know wong's the sorcerer supreme anyway so strange being off on his own adventure is fine the thing though that i kind of take issue with i, I know he's a powerful character true mm-hmm. truly he's knowledgeable about all this stuff and can do so much. But in this movie, his power level isn't what solves the issue. Like I don't see Mm -hmm. him. I mean, yes, he's able to um, walk between worlds and be the zombie, but basically he just uses that zombie as a radio to talk to, (laughs) you know, America and let her know what's going on. So America Mm -hmm. can do the thing America needs to do. So, and that's what this movie is really all about. It's like, he has all this power. Letting it go though. Letting letting somebody else do it. Yeah. Letting somebody else do what needs to be done. And really he does that as well in, um, you know, in game, like he sees what needs to happen more than actually participating. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like he knew he wasn't allowed to participate. For, well, yeah, he knew that if yeah. all the actions I he could always, take. I, I hate the fact that they're like, let's get him off the board because of this flood. 
Because then, the, like, when, um, what's his face, his ship smashes down into the water, Thanos' ship after Captain Marvel destroys mm-hmm. it, a, a wave bigger than anything that just happened would be coming, and that wave never comes. So we just got him off the board by, <laughs> you know, being like, oh, water tornado. And I was like, this is so ridiculous. But I was okay because I knew, you know, it was coming to something. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he had to. Well, and it was, the truth is, they did that. Obviously, it's the, the writers are doing this. It's not actually a wave. It's not actually anything. Not actually Thanos. The writers are doing that because this is Tony Swan song. You can't have right. a. You needed to get Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, get uh, them all out of there. Doctor Strange. You had to push them aside so that Tony could have his final, you know, normal human moment where he like snaps and does the thing. I saw pictures of um, there was a Wanda Doctor Strange team up that happened in Endgame and they cut the whole thing. Oh. I saw stills because that would have made their relationship in this make a little like n- knowing each other. Like, sure, they were at Tony's house and they knew each other, but seeing them both use magic together during Endgame would have been awesome. And they totally filmed it. Give us the director's cut. Yeah. I want it all. <laughs> the only thing that I feel like that would have done for me, though, I would have been like, why wasn't Doctor Strange more involved in WandaVision? Like, I think right. if they had had more of a relationship, I think them mm-hmm. not having a relationship is the one thing that makes it a little believable that Doctor Strange wasn't, like, on top of that situation a little more. Right. I also like that he's kind of our great character, because I also, he was like, yeah, I knew about Westview. That's not why I'm here. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he says, I'm not here about Westview. It doesn't mean he was available to come help during Westview. Yeah. Necessarily. Well, it's more like... Uh, <laughs> It's a well, small town in Jersey. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is like still, it's still, I'm not here to like defend the world against you. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you did this horrible thing, but yeah, we all do things. <laughs> we all mess up, girl. <laughs> He's definitely a great character for sure. I mean, he, mm-hmm. that's what makes, I mean, that's what made Tony so interesting from the very mm-hmm. beginning. He is, he does not say I am Iron Man at the end of the first Iron Man movie because he wants to save the world. He says it because he wants to be famous, you know, like he wants <laughs> he wants the people out in the crowd. He wants the woman who asked him that question to be impressed. That's why he revealed his secret identity. They like set up this whole universe because you have a kind of an asshole who wants has his own desires. And like that's part of the struggle between being a hero is being a person with desires. And I mean, Captain America struggles with it, too. Like he's, I think, the most pure of them to the, mm-hmm. he like always makes the right decision. But in the end, he's the one who actually makes the decision to go home. Ken gets more and more upset every time we watch Endgame because he just keeps poking holes in that whole ending with Cap. And I'm like, he's like, he wouldn't be there. He would have done a... And I'm like, God, stop. You're right. There's just a lot of things. I And I kind of like agree. I'm like, how would he just go back and sit through all of it? Well, or was the, there another Cap running around? Right. There might have been. There's been there've been speculations that they're like one of the one of the movies that was being rumored for a while was a wolverine captain america don't uh, team up movie in the past (laughs) like do a like like oh it'd be so good oh my god the thing is we don't know which version of reality he went back to and that's why i think it's kind of genius even though i hate it so much that the directors and the writers disagree about how that movie ended because like Mm -hmm. we don't know if he went back to an alternate the only way it would make sense in my brain 
is he went back to an alternate reality, lived out his life in an alternate reality, and then somehow made it back. Mm-hmm. But if they were going to do that, they should have just had him appear on the platform. If he had appeared on the platform, none of this speculation would matter. The fact right. that he appears on a bench makes it seem like he went back and stayed was, in our timeline. And just Yeah, well, them going back to the thing, we don't know that that can take us to other realities because we only went back in time in our reality. Well, Every time that they jumped well, now, in there. Now we're, now we're back to arguing about what, what reality they went back to, because I don't right. agree. I think that when they went back to Avengers reality, when they had that discussion on the rooftop with the ancient one, she says, no, you're going to go back and protect your reality. But if you leave me without a stone, then you mm-hmm. break our universe. And he promises right. her he'll bring it back. And she gives it to him, even though she knows she's risking her reality for the sake of his reality. Yeah, it's hard because it also could just be their reality is just what happens for the future from right there on in, you know, taking the stone away and them not being able to, to protect the yeah. dark, you know, the dark dimension could break through then. And that would still be our reality just without the stone. But we're not there because we're jumping back and forward in time. It's so confusing. If you want to hear me and Jeff have a big argument about this, go listen to the first episode of Loki, our Loki reaction episode. <laughs> We go on for way too long about what what the what the reality what realities mean um, and the way they talk about. I'm looking. just there like face yep. palmed the it's whole so, time. It's so funny. It's such a fun <laughs> time. Um, that that was like we got that was one of the most uh, feedback rich episodes where people wrote in and were like, "Stop arguing!" and other people yeah. were like, "This is the best. Argue forever." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but my my whole thing is. I think that created an alternate timeline uh, or, or because here, here's the real, the bottom line is did Tony have a heart attack? Oh, moving forward. Like in the I real, guess if they changed it, then yes. In the original timeline, did he have a heart attack? Cause if, if it was supposed to happen and it's all part of the original timeline, then that Tony had a heart attack. If not, he never had a heart attack and Hulk, you know, uh, that whole thing is different. Like it's just yeah. different. They, they change things to our main characters that would have affected, you know, butterfly effect mm-hmm. affected the future. Like it's mm-hmm. weird that if they cha- made all these changes, they didn't actually affect any actual change. Um, yeah. And of course, Loki. But I, I think that's what Loki is about. I think that when they go back and stop Loki and destroy his timeline, they're destroying the timeline the Avengers created. Personally, that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't know. The, the whole throwaway about the like, well, that's the sacred timeline. That's what was supposed to happen was right. They, that confused everything. It, it does. <laughs> I, I believe that it's supposed to happen as in they were supposed to go back, create an alternate timeline that would then be destroyed, but they didn't seek out to kill or punish the Avengers because that was supposed to happen in this okay. as an off branch of the sacred timeline. But that's yeah. me and Jeff disagree vehemently on that. Um, <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle, <laughs> but he's not here right now. So I get to say what my, what I, what I think, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is continuing Harry Edwards feedback. Uh, he was talking about, uh, how it was a waste of a good cliffhanger. That was a while ago, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, I am looking forward to the future with Dr. Strange and finding out who Charlize Theron's character is all in all, though. I thought it was a great movie. However, mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments was when John Krasinski showed up as Mr. Fantastic, especially since Reed Richards uh, was my Hail Hydra. Nice. Um, that's talking about our draft fantasy league, everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody stop asking me about the draft. I honestly don't know. Did they, they, didn't you guys set up an email specifically for the draft? 
Yes, and I don't have it on me, but it is. If you go to strandedpanda.com slash draft, that links to the draft website. Yeah. While the draft is very, we're very involved and we're helping them make it and, and Jeff's making all this stuff. We actually don't, we're not running it. Uh, so it's strandedpanda.com slash draft. And there's a link there that'll take you to their website. Okay. And yeah. their website has all the, uh, fe- you know, places to send feedback and questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, because yeah, we, uh, Ashley particularly who hasn't even been on any of the draft episode. She's like, I don't even know what this, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, to my personal like stuff. Right. People, right, right. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't play in any drafts of anything. Not basketball. No. Da, 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 da. I just can't. It, it makes my brain hurt. So. Yeah. It's nothing personal. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, no, hate it. Is, it, 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 it. Yeah. So Ashley is not the person to turn to, or the, the, the especially your personal. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, continuing on Harry's feedback. I have been waiting for John Krasinski to play Reed ever since I saw the fan cast a couple of years ago. And hopefully, people who were unsure will like him. I was wondering if you think he will definitely play Reed in the Fantastic Four film, or if you think Marvel cast him as a nod to fans. Also, do you think this increases the chances of Emily Blunt playing Sue Storm? I really enjoy listening to your podcast. Keep up the good work. Harry from the UK. Thanks, Harry. Um, Thanks, Harry. What do you think? Uh, we've, we've talked about it a little bit before, but do you think... He's going to play. I think he is. Mm. I really do. Um, I don't. I don't see why not. I mean, I, I checked his IMDb. He's not doing shit. Well, there's um, that. I just heard that they took John Watts off of Fantastic Four. I saw that too. Which I've heard speculation somewhere, and I think this is smart speculation. Uh, you know, the last few movies that John Krasinski made were the Quiet Place films, which he directed. Right. And if John Watts is being moved off Fantastic Four, it's possible he wants to write and direct, or at least direct and star in with his wife. It could be absolutely, you know. I could see it not being Emily Blunt, to be honest. I, sure. I, I feel like I could see it more being like a Bryce Dallas Howard. She's okay. so in with Disney right now, and I could see her being... I, I don't know why. I, th- I would love it to be Emily Blunt, but I feel like I remember after A Quiet Place, she's like, I never want to act with my husband again. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally yeah. get it. I mean, how do you get any work done when you have two-hour-long screaming fights about... About a, American a Werewolf movie. in London. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, like all couples do. Um. <laughs> um, but I would love her. I, I really, once somebody said to me that uh, Bryce Dallas Howard might be in talks, I loved that also. Yeah. I like her a lot. And I think as a director, she's been doing an amazing job over with Mando and stuff like that. And she's been really oh. crushing it over at Star Wars. Oh, cool. Emily Blunt was originally hired as Black Widow, but then she backed out and they took their second, which was Scarlett Johansson. Oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Mistake. Yeah. She was, she was in that uh, movie about time travel resets with Tom Cruise, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. What was that? Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, which is the worst name. Uh, <laughs> that movie. Yeah. She was, uh, I, she was what? Um, what was that kid's movie where the witch comes down? She's technically a witch. <laughs> Mary Poppins. Oh, oh, right, and right. You can't convince me that Mary Poppins is not a witch. No, man. <laughs> you she can't. Is, she is not. She is a Time Lord. Okay, that's She's fair. 100% a Time Lord. Her TARDIS is her bag. She, like, <laughs> does the whole thing. Her, uh, her, uh, umbrella is her sonic screwdriver like yeah she's totally a uh 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not into that universe, so I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as for Reed Richards playing uh, or John Krasinski playing Reed Richards, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're still in talks. I think they still haven't made their so. decision. But I don't know. Like it seems like they pretty big deal to bring him in for a minute if they don't know for sure he's going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But they did kill him, so like it's not. It's just, yeah, it could be that they don't know yet. Um, it could have just been a gift, which I would always accept and love. Yeah, absolutely. Because if he didn't want to do it and he did this, well, like, I don't want to do these movies. I don't want to get involved with this for some reason. Right. But I'm giving him, you know, maybe that's what he didn't want to do. But he's like, I'll do this little cameo because Sam Raimi, I, I love his work and I'll be happy to do that to make everybody happy. Yeah. I'll appreciate it for what it was. Yeah, totally. It was great to see him. It, it is going to be tough, though. And we've talked, I think, I think we talked about this on the first episode, but uh, it's going to be tough if they bring someone else in and everyone love john it's, so much it's not a good idea it's gonna it be, needs yeah. and it's like if we look at our variants or whatever from all over the only one who had different variants was loki right everybody else looks like themselves um i don't think that's right hold on i don't remember we, we had we talked about this the other day uh maybe maybe that's it so far but i still think that that is a sign that people can look different um and i you know that patrick stewart's not coming back to play professor x again so like, no, no. if they bring a Professor X into the MCU, which I think they will, or or at least an alternate reality version, I think the X Men will absolutely be new actors because there's no way they're bringing back like. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess they could bring back the first class versions of those characters. Ugh, please bring me back my Michael Fassbender. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I could see that, and especially mm-hmm. you know now that I'm saying it, I'm saying it out loud. The first class, the whole point is it's the older versions of the character, or it's the younger yeah. versions of the characters. So if they brought back Michael Fassbender, so first class was like 2011. Uh, so it's been 11 years since he started the role. Uh, they started those roles. So, you know, it, it, it could be bringing them back as a slightly older version of themselves, which would fit more with the like, the, the aesthetic of them being the older teachers and, and them being the older people, like kind of running the you know organizations they run or whatever that yeah. I, I could see that instead of it yeah that and i mean yeah if they brought those two back james mcavoy and fastbender would be killer it'd be choices. so happy yeah it'd be really good yeah very happy mm. yeah i don't know I, I, I guess i can see it because we got the evan peters like what are you guys doing why are you messing with us oh oh <laughs> peter parker Oh Peter yeah, Parker. he's different. He's good different. point. Good yeah. point. I was like sitting there. I was like, no, I know we had this discussion before. Who else is different? <laughs> and yeah, obviously Peter Parker. That's so strange. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think it's just like there are a million possibilities in the universe, and one of them is that people look different. And so, you know, the these guys don't necessarily look different, but they uh, they can if they if they want them to, which is which is convenient because it means they can bring back any actor like they did with Professor mm-hmm. X here. Because this also Professor X was very likely not the Professor X from the actual Fox X Men movies, um, right? Well, we know mm-hmm. we've seen him die multiple times. <laughs> yes, uh, so he might have been one of those versions of Professor X, but the time travel in that timeline had made it all confused anyway. 
Yeah, they were going to bring him back at the end of X3. Because yes. remember when they go to Mirror Island with Moira yep. from that, and he was his consciousness had taken over somebody else, which, what, what? <laughs> Absolutely. We also saw him die in Logan, though. That was like death, death. Yeah, I, I, but th- that universe is incredibly different from this one. That one right. seemed like post-apocalyptic wasteland. This one seems like, you know, uh, some sort of idyllic plant universe. It, well, yeah, yeah, it was like plants and gardens and shit. It was yeah. weird. You know that it, they do that in other countries, and it's a way of reducing. Well, a couple of things. It's a way of reducing greenhouse gases because there's tons of plants everywhere. But also, petting putting plants on the outside of a building uh, protects them from like uh, light, and it <laughs> makes them way more uh, cost efficient to heat and That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and so there are countries where like you, they just have plants all over the buildings. So it seems like in this universe, we adopted that technology. Cool. I yeah. wish they would do that everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious what the trade offs are because I can imagine like you don't. You'd have to have a certain kind of plant, I'm sure, because you don't want roots like destroying the building, <laughs> everything, and breaking the sidewalks and stuff. I'm sure these other countries that do it have solved it. I don't know what countries yeah. do it. I'm, I've just seen it. Seen, it, seen pictures of it. Uh, seen documentary of it, I think. Um, okay, let's do one last one here. Uh, let's see. We got Julius James on Gmail says, Hey, Jeff, Matt, and Ash. First off, I want to say that I loved your looks in the last episode. Well, thank you. Thank you, Julius. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had fun. Uh, my, my towel, <laughs> Doctor Strange, was pretty badass, I think. Um, I loved it. <laughs> Uh, I think this was my most enjoyable Marvel movie so far as I was holding my seat for most of the time. I also enjoyed this movie more than No Way Home since I knew less of what would happen in this movie compared to No Way Home, which we all knew about Toby and Andrew. (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah, I think most people did. Most people were expecting it. It definitely was, you know. Yeah, pretty expected. Uh, I really loved the movie. Most importantly, how they managed to squeeze in so much in a two-hour runtime. Yeah. The cameos were amazing, and I think my heart stopped beating when I saw Krasinski as Reed. Imagine (laughs) if they didn't reveal Professor X in the trailers. Yeah. I said the same thing. I don't know why they did that. I don't either. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it got us all excited. It got us all even more pumped for a movie we were already so pumped for. So I guess they probably filled some more seats with people going like, well, I'm not a big Starlet Witch fan. Oh, my gosh. Professor X. Patrick Stewart. There are probably a small number of fans who came out for that. But yeah. I would have lost my mind. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Uh, and, and then, yeah, now it's making me mad. <laughs> now it's, it's going to make me mad thinking about it. Cause I love those kinds of reveals mm-hmm. as someone who's going to be there anyway. I love those kinds of reveals. And that was revealed in like a while ago trailer too. It wasn't like the last week kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I always try to avoid. Mm-hmm. All right. Jul- continuing Julius, Julius's feedback. Um, also the acting was amazing as always from Olsen and Cumberbatch. So I have some minor nitpicks in the story and writing and would love to hear what you think. First of all, why did Wong sacrifice the location of the Darkhold so easily? Are the lives of four sorcerers really more important than the fate of the multiverse? This has really been bothering me and I would love to hear your thoughts. Next, what are your thoughts about Wanda being able to change reality of people? 
I don't know how to say it, uh, but it's when she removed the mouth of Black Bolt. Uh, can she do this to Doctor Strange or only to weaker beings? Also, <laughs> poor, poor Black Bolt being called a weaker being. I know. I don't think that's that's not accurate, but okay, let's keep going. <laughs> also, isn't it a bit jarring that Wanda probably killed Monica's mom in that universe? That's all, and I just want to say that I love your podcast. Thank you, pandas, and peace out. Hey, thank you, Julius. So that little bit down there is just about how it was a nod to her mutant powers. That's what the re- we kind of covered that already. Oh, oh, yeah. With the reality was being her powers. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I definitely didn't find any of that to be objectionable. Like, that is the Scarlet Witch's power, is warping reality. Mm-hmm. So, I was fine with that. And, and yes, I do think that, like, Black Bolt, while he is very powerful in one specific way, uh, he is not as powerful in magic. So, like, he just mm-hmm. doesn't have a defense against it. Whereas, yeah. if she tried to take Doctor Strange's mouth, he would probably have a way to defend himself. Yeah, he... Like that, like hence, like the magic part, like the music part of it, like yeah. being able to do all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm going to throw music notes at you. Well, I'm going to fight back with music notes. Then you just yeah. magic is limitless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, someone else. We, we, we totally skipped it, but someone mentioned that in the previous one we just read about. Not oh, liking, I remembered. Not liking the music scene. Uh, <laughs> I just I, let it go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's probably the smartest thing to do. But I just, I because I don't really have anything to argue. I just think it's great. I love I the music it. scene. Danny Elfman is a golden god. Learn about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like almost cartoonish in its, its like imagination and silliness. And like, I love that. I absolutely love <laughs> that. I love the willingness to go there. And like having the music actually counter out the other music. That's like, it was almost like math. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. fascinating. It really is. It really is. And I'm I I really want a musician uh, who has the like ability to break that scene down to like help me out. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll get my buddy. I've got buddies who can do that kind of stuff. And maybe yeah. I'll get him to look at that scene and help me uh, do a video on it or something. Because there was yeah. like pictures of the of Danny Elfman and two other composers composing four different groups of orchestra doing the different parts mm. and they look they all look like wizards they're like <laughs> it's just great <laughs> they really are into it and I, I was just like i appreciate the effort and interestingness of that's awesome all of I that get a hold of a copy of that scene somewhere uh, i'm sure there's a torrent we shouldn't have now. too much more it's 45 days and then it's on uh, disney plus right yeah yeah i just i would love to send i would love it and, now and, yeah and do, do a breakdown of that music that's well, we should cool. find out where new rock stars gets all their stuff from yeah, they get all their stuff. I don't know. I don't know. They, I think it's just because they're partners with Marvel, but sometimes mm-hmm. their stuff looks like it's not exactly right. And I'm like, mm, is that um, real? they got a movie camera in there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shed light on what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> As for Wong, I mean, all anybody does in the MCU is sacrifice the entire world to save a life. Like, that's all we do. If they had mm-hmm. just not done that, and then every single character does it in Endgame, and then that's kind of why we are in Infinity War. And that's right. kind of how we end up in a bad place. They just don't know how to stop doing it. Right. Well, it, and that's the question. The beginning of this movie, Hero Strange is ready to kill uh, America to save the multiverse. Right. And then kind of the lesson of this movie is that uh, Doctor Strange at the end decides not to do that. Not Wong to be that tells person. him to. 
Wong's like, take her power. Right. Too, which is crazy. Compare that to what Wong does. And it's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't, what's your ethic here? Like, what's your, and like, I think that is a bit muddled. So I, I, I not, not so much that he makes the decision doesn't make sense, but I do think it mm-hmm. kind of muddles the sort of ethic of this movie, which is trying to say like, no, you didn't, you, the sacrifice play, which we just learned in Endgame, is sometimes necessary. Uh, it, it, I guess in this, he's saying, like, it's not always necessary. Sometimes no. there's a third way. You don't have to go yeah. to the sacrifice play immediately. <laughs> Imagine getting to the afterlife, being that sorceress, and finding out that you gave your life up to destroy a copy, and it was for nothing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yep. And Vundagore Mountain is still there with the original inscribings or whatever. Vandagor. Vandabred Mountain. Vandabred. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. I think that's uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, thank you, Julius, for the feedback. Um, thank you guys all for sending in so much feedback. Uh, it really is so much fun. It makes the show so much better to have uh, so many interesting thoughts coming at us from so many different realms and so many different, uh, per, you know, uh, perspectives about these these movies so thank you guys um and we'll yeah. be back uh we'll be back soon we are gonna try to do one more episode this week um because uh because jeff couldn't be here for this and we might try to throw in a throw in a good we've got a few feedbacks about thor and stuff so we might try to do a thor focused episode later this week um but if not uh we'll be back with you next week with crazy uh freaking miss marvel's next week right is it next week? I think it's the 6th. Wow. I think. That's what, Let me make sure. Wednesday, right? Miss Marvel. Are you guys doing Midnight Miss M- M- Marvel? I'm getting... Yeah, it's, it's the 8th. It's, it's June 8th. So that's next week. Um, we... You know, we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, Zuhair has uh, agreed to do it with me. He's really... He feels really connected to this story. Zuhair Ali from uh, Animation Deliberation. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's exciting. But we... I don't know for sure yet when... If we're going to do it... We might, because, you know, we did WandaVision at 8 a.m. every day. Like, we did the morning thing, which worked really well, I thought. But mm-hmm. we've been doing the late night thing, because that's also exciting. But I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him yet. I think Miss Marvel might be a morning type show. I just, I don't know how many people are going to stay up all night for it, like they did for yeah. the night, for instance. Um, so right. it might be a fun, like, watch at 8 a.m., record at 9, 8, and then 9 a.m. type thing. Yeah. Uh, if If this... If we don't have another episode to clarify this week, I will throw just a quick episode in the feed to say what we're going to do this week, yeah. um, because uh, we definitely don't want to, you know, not invite you guys to be a part of the live watches and stuff. So we're going right. to figure it out. We're going to figure it out and we'll, tell, we'll let y'all know and keep an eye on the stranded Panda chat. If you go to uh, facebook.com slash group slash SP chat, or just go type in stranded Panda chat on Facebook, you'll find the stranded Panda chat where we always put like, uh, event invites and and just a bunch of pandas sitting around talking about marvel so please join us we'll be back soon peace until next time true believers thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash stranded panda tv and available at youtube.com slash stranded panda and if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts geeky projects and ways to support the network visit strandedpanda.com.